Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Ravi Malik. Ravi is the Chief Information Officer of Box, a cloud content management company that securely connects people, information, and applications and earns roughly a billion dollars in annual revenue. Ravi has been enrolled for a bit more than two years, and he's helped mature and transform the IT function at that fast-growing digital native company, drawing upon his experience at a number of scaled organizations like Vistra, where he was the CIO prior to his current post. I look forward to hearing more about his journey of transformation through this conversation. Ravi Malik, welcome to Technovation. Great to speak with you today. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> Looking forward to the conversation. Let's start with uh, your own description of Box's business, if you would. Tell me a bit about uh, the business you're in. Wow. Uh, so Box is, uh, you know, the leading cloud content management platform. Uh, I think oh, north of 70% of Fortune 500 uh, companies use Box uh, to manage their content or unstructured data. I think, you know, this is an area that we're seeing the market understanding and education really start to hockey stick in terms of what is it about unstructured data and content that is really important and essential to the enterprise and new companies? Right. If you think about it for a long time, structured data, big data, analytics, all of that has been, you know, uh, in the forefront. It's pretty much table stakes now. Unstructured data now is is starting to get uh, that kind of hype uh, that the big data uh, used to get. Right. Because if you think about how work gets done, it's all around content. Right. Whether it's a, a memo, it's a presentation, it's a spreadsheet. Uh, and what's really interesting is. Yeah, you know, I think it's something like uh, 58% of, of companies don't have uh, a really well-baked strategy or understanding of what is in their unstructured data. Uh, and, you know, what's also interesting is we find that structured data has a tendency to migrate into unstructured data as well, right? So finance people love to download in Excel. You need to look at employee data, you download in Excel. And so, you know, that data, which is, some of the most sensitive and private information, you know, for a company is essential. And so, you know, Box is really the platform that allows you to manage that, uh, curate it, continue to, to leverage it uh, at scale uh, and integrate, you know, into the other applications in your ecosystem. Yeah, great overview and very interesting how that puts you at the center of a, of a lot of really interesting trends and topics across organizations. I look forward to getting some further insights a little later in our conversation as to what sure. you're hearing from peer CIOs. But speaking of chief information officer, talk about your role as CIO. What, what's within your purview, Ravi? So I my role's 50-50. Uh, so 50% uh, internal, which is doing the things that CIOs do, running IT and security and, and those kinds of things, developing our, our worldwide technology strategy to support the, the growth and scaling of the company. Uh, and then the exciting part of my job is the 50% external. So I get to be a brand advocate, uh, work with other executives, customers, opportunities, uh, work with our sales and marketing teams on, on creating and developing uh, go-to-market strategies that enable us to, to connect you know, with the right folks uh, within an organization and, and uh, you know, educate them on the power of, of Box as the as a, you know, cloud content platform. Very interesting. I'll look forward to hearing a bit more about both sides of those. And I know, obviously, Box, as many will be familiar with the company, especially those interested in technology, will know that this is a fast-growing organization. That That's not new for you, though. I mentioned your past role as CIO of Vistra. 
um, which grew from 10 billion in revenue to 17 billion in, in the 10 years you were part of the company. So you're used to uh, really dramatic growth, but um, they were at a scale that Box uh, has yet to achieve, no doubt will eventually. And I have to imagine that you were probably brought in to some extent uh, to help the organization diagnose the sorts of things that it needed to do in order to prepare for that next leap to another, another order of magnitude of revenue. Um, what did you diagnose in the early days, a little more than two years ago when you joined the company as some of the early areas to focus on in helping the organization mature? Well, I think scalability is absolutely the theme of, of what that focus was. Um, you know, and it is what's interesting is, and and I know some other folks have, have said this as well, that uh, technology companies don't necessarily do IT better just because they're a tech, technology company. Um, you know, and so the things that that you know you look at and you focus on are where do you have opportunities and where do you have uh, where do you have opportunities to scale. Where is there friction, right? That is going to prevent that scalability. Uh, is that technology? Is that process? Is it people? The combination of two, the combination of all three. And I think you know, really, where the opportunities that I have found coming in are extending the planning horizon, right? So thinking not twelve months, eighteen months, but really like where do we want to be in three years? Where do we want to be in five years? Yes, we want to be a two billion dollar company, but what does that actually look like? What do the processes look like? What does the technology stack look like? the The enemy of scalability uh, can be complexity. Uh, but complexity can also be a competitive advantage. Uh, and so you have to find that right balance of where can I simplify? Where does it make sense to simplify? Uh, and where do I need to keep the complexity because it does give me a competitive advantage, right? So getting people to understand, hey, you know, 99% of the world does their financials this way. And so we should leverage, right, standard processes, right? Same thing in, in people and benefits and those things. Leverage standard as much as you can, right? But really focus the energy on uh, you know, on the complexity, on the things that make the business different, right? And really uh, give us a competitive edge. That's where we want the complexity. That's where we want, you know, to invest in things maybe to be custom, uh, you know, and to be more complex. Uh, but where we can standardize, where we can consolidate, where we can simplify, which not only reduces the cost, uh, but also reduces the risk. Uh, obviously, the more applications that you have in your environment, the more risk you have. Uh, from a security standpoint and an operational standpoint. So I think that's where we've been focusing a lot of energy. What is the the picture three to five years from now? Which sometimes is challenging, particularly you know for technology companies because you think technology is changing so fast, right? And and you know you've got to be flexible. You got to have that agility, which I don't disagree with. But I think you've got to be selective where you have that agility and where you have that flexibility. And I think the most important thing is you know, as you're growing and scaling as a company is to retain speed of decision-making, right? Execution, you have to appreciate growth and scale. You have to appreciate a global real estate portfolio, people in different time zones, you know, 2,500 people versus 100 people, right? That is, you know, execution is really where you start to see that, but decision-making, be able to make decisions quickly, uh, you know, I think is, is critically important. And I think that's, you know, understanding that don't lose that, right? Retain that from the startup culture, but understand like execution becomes, you have to be more deliberate, right? It becomes more challenging as you grow as a company. 
I really like the way you framed that, Ravi, and it, so many people think of complexity as purely a negative thing, but I really like the way you've talked about, you know, uh, embrace a complexity in those areas where it's differentiating, where you are going to do things custom, develop things yourself, but then also diagnose those areas where simplification ought to be the mantra and developing that right balance uh, such that you're differentiating and creating new levels of value that uh, uh, that will give you competitive advantage while also uh, simplifying so that you're accomplishing that nimbleness uh, where that's uh, where, wherever you can as well. I, I really like the way in which you balance that. So, so appreciate that. Um, I wanted to also just dive a little bit further into your external role, uh, an unusual aspect of um, uh, of what you do. As you said, as much as 50% of your role is spent with customers uh, as an advocate for, for Box. And very interesting since, of course, so many of those customers themselves are chief information officers or members of their teams. Talk a bit about that interaction, how you interact with your peers as CIOs, different, I'm sure, than the salespeople within Box, of course, uh, more as a peer. But how, how does that dialogue unfold? How do you engage that community? Well, so, uh, you know, CIOs, I think uh, it, it is a small world, <laughs> the CIO world. Uh, uh, a big part of that network and that world uh uh, orbits around sort of group therapy and understanding <laughs> what you go through as a CIO and the challenges. You know, I think just there's that commonality, right? And I think there's a a, a mutual respect for one another in that space. That if a CIO reaches out to another CIO, you respond, you have some engagement. I think that that is something that I certainly extend to, to my CIO uh, peers and colleagues, and and feel that a, that that same uh, uh, you know that that same courtesy is extended to me. Um, you know, I like to talk about technology. Uh, you know, just whether it's content or management, unstructured data or just you know everything technology oriented uh obviously i have a, a bend towards hey how can we make sure that you're maximizing your investment in box here's what other customers do here's what i've done or what i did as a customer here's why i think it's important uh and really just you know a lot of it's just education right uh i'm not there to sell them i'm i'm there to pretty much kind of provide the straight view and the straight talk right like how can you uh, do more with the platform. Where do we have challenges? Where do where is the roadmap going? Right. And and again, why is this important? Why should you be thinking about it? Uh, and moving it up in the tier of of applications or in the tier of prioritization, you know, as you're thinking about what you need to do as a CIO. Why is content so important? Why does it need to be secured? Why do you need to know who's accessing it? Who's managing it? Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, I spent a lot of time on that, but I also, you know, we spent a lot of time on, on just general technology strategy. I mean, I love learning and hearing from other CIOs about how they're addressing problems, not just data, but, you know, how are they looking to up-level their interaction with customers? How are they leveraging data? What do they feel is, you know, what's useful, what's not useful? Um, and a lot of times, it's, you know, we just talk about leadership, right? And, and how do you be a, a more effective leader uh, particularly a, a more effective technology leader, which is really, you know, I think 10, 15 years ago it was, hey, I'm a technology leader and I need to understand business. And I think it's flipped now to where I'm a business leader with a focus on technology. Uh, and I think, you know, that migration, that shift, you know, has really, you know, put 
I wouldn't say pressure, but enabled CIOs to really extend themselves more into the business uh, and, you know, be viewed as, as business leaders, not just a technology leader. I, I like that, that, uh, that way of framing things. Thank, thank you for that. And as an advocate for Box, it uh, must be incumbent upon you to be uh, customer zero for the company, to be well oh, immersed yeah. in your your product set, so that you 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 can you can speak with authority. Needless to say, talk a bit about the way in which you uh, you know engage with the product uh, within your own team, much like your peers might might choose to do uh, within their teams and other companies. Yeah, so we have a box on box program. Uh, so it, it is it is run out of IT, but uh, with very deep partnership uh, with our customer service uh, organization and uh, and our sales organization. How we use Box and how we maximize the platform and the use cases that we develop and that we enable ourselves is probably one of the best tools that we have to show customers how you get value out of it and why content is important. Uh, it's something I'm very passionate about, uh, being customer zero, uh, and you know, and providing not only the insight of like, hey, here's here's kind of where we are running into limitations or where you know we are really really pushing the bounds of the product internally, but also folding in this is what I hear from customers, right? And and here's here's what they're looking for, and yeah, we have similar needs as well. Having that you know direct line into engineering and the product uh, to be able to to be the first ones to beta test new features. Um, I mean, it's a really, it's a really fun part about being at a technology company um, that, you know, you, you get the advanced insight uh, into uh, capabilities and features and then we figure out like, okay, what is it going to take? Right. How do we, how do we make sure that if we bring somebody in and we open up our doors and have them go through that, you know, they can see, oh yeah, this is, I see how you guys think about security when it comes to content. I see how you think about it as a single layer across your application stack. I see the power of the integrations and the automation uh, and all of the, you know, the features that a lot of times, you know, they get lost because you're just thinking about, hey, I need to put my content somewhere. And it's really so much more than that. Yeah, super interesting. You mentioned that in your uh, many interactions with peers, you love to delve into tech strategy and talk a bit about like areas they're focused on. I realize, of course, that 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 uh, must be a wide array of things. But are there, as you synthesize that or boil that down a little bit further, what are some of the things that are rising to the top among uh, the agendas you see among other CIOs? I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're among them, I know, folks. Yes. On oh, for sure. For sure. So, uh, you know, the, the top two by far, it's AI and cybersecurity. Hmm. Right? The, the, those are the top two by far. I think there are other less technology specific themes that we're seeing, right? And and I always think about, uh, you know, how, how I'm managing technology uh, in in three dimensions, maximizing value, minimizing risk and managing cost, right? And how those three work together. Uh, and sometimes one is more important than the other, but I really do feel like those, you know, those are the three things when you boil everything at, everything else down, that's what we think about, right? Maximizing value, minimizing risk and managing cost. And I think right now what we're seeing uh, is a lot of focus on managing cost and minimizing risk. Uh, and, you know, the, the challenge there is understanding that 
those don't have to be mutually exclusive from the maximizing value, right? If you can figure out how to check all three boxes, which is, you know, I think the the mental gymnastics that I try and do every day, um, you know, you're, I think you're, you're doing the right things as a, certainly as a technology leader. Now, AI and cybersecurity, right? I mean, I think those are, those are obviously the topics of the day. Everybody is thinking about AI, obviously, uh, Box AI, which, you know, we had announced earlier, the space that we're in, what we do, this is, you know, incredibly meaningful for us. Uh, and something, honestly, when I was a customer was thinking, okay, how does, how do you, how do you amplify, uh, you know, the, the value of your content? How do you get more insights? How do you really leverage it and make it reusable? Because I think, you know, some of the challenge, particularly in the space is that content gets created a lot. And I think it's something it's, it's a really high percentage. I want to say it's no, maybe north of 50% of content that gets created goes unused or is not reused. And I think this is where AI for us can be a game changer in really elevating productivity. Uh, and as I like to say, you know, it's like productivity on steroids when you know, like you're not constantly recreating the wheel, right? And that's not occurring in multiple areas of, uh, of the company. You're leverage, you're able to leverage what has already been created and, and tweak it. Um, you know, the cybersecurity, I think two very much interrelated uh, in that, yeah, you know, we we've always uh, leveraged AI, and this goes goes back to box skills within our product. But it's just it was at a deeper layer, right? And I think this is when you think about AI before the whole Chat GPT thing, it was there, right? A lot of companies were thinking about it, a lot of products were incorporating it. I mean, if you use Gmail, you've got the predictive writing, right? Those kinds of things. But it was maybe two or three layers. Now it's it's in the hands of every user. And, and so that power of I can define and use this in a way that is meaningful just for me, but also is meaningful for the enterprise. You have a, a technology that, I mean, it really, the, the power of it is, uh, is, is still, uh, still unrealized. Um, but the ability to drive value from the top down, which has traditionally been, you know, you, you implement technology, you define a use case, you get an executive sponsor, right? That's driven top down. You have the business case. But now with, I think with ChatGPT, you can do that and you can drive it from the bottom up. So you have that ability to meet in the middle, which I think is is really where, you know, the the uh, the real value to the enterprises. Yeah, re really interesting diagnosis of that. I, I wanted to also ask you, Ravi, as somebody who's been a chief information officer multiple times over, as I noted before, Mr. Energy uh, Box, you've been a tech tech leader across multiple organizations now. What have been some of the difference makers for you along the way on your rise to becoming a, a CIO, uh, perhaps colored for other towards others uh, who might wish to walk in your footsteps? What advice would you have and, and what's been most impactful for you? Well, I, I think the number one thing is uh, know the numbers. Um, yeah, I have kind of a, a, a different path to the CIO seat. I spent the really the first half of my career more on the business side and, and uh, spent time in investment banking and consulting and then uh, doing uh, software and, and financial services startups where I was mostly on the business side, sales, marketing and finance. Uh, I think understanding that aspect and particularly finance. I had a, a mentor very early in my career. I'm basically 
borrowing his phrase, which was know the numbers, right? Know your numbers. And it wasn't just know the numbers, the metrics for your area of the business, know the financials, know how you tie to the balance sheet and be able to talk and speak about particularly technology in terms that can be connected financially. Because at the end of the day, that's the common language of every company is the financials. It's how every company is going to be measured. It's how you determine success. Yes, there are other barometers and whatnot, but at the end of the day, are you profitable? What's your revenue? Right. What's your retention? You know, what's what's your you know ARR in our you know in our industry? It always comes back to the financials. I say so. Having that foundation was. Uh, I wish I could say it was a beautifully and well thought out plan. Uh, it just sort of happened, right? And it happened as I started to move. When I moved from business into IT, and when I would talk to peers about the value of technology, right? What what was it going to do for the business? Not just this was some new technology that automated process, but here are the things that it's going to influence, right? Here are the needles that it's going to move. I think it fast-tracked and sped up the support, the understanding, and the decision, you know, to say yes on a lot of, uh, you know, big key initiatives and and smaller ones as well. I, I, I wanted to also ask you, Ravi, you were a political science major at Brown. You started <laughs> off in the quote-unquote business, as you said, in iBanking and in consulting. How, what was your pathway into technology? You you learned a lot of the business acumen clearly in those early stages, and that stayed with you. And it's been a fundamental aspect, a differentiating factor for you as a as a leader on your rise. How about the technology side? How did you clearly something you've learned professionally as opposed to academically? Um, what's been your pathway to developing an expertise such that you're a leader of the function? So I've always been fascinated with technology, even as a kid. I I taught myself basic. Pascal, you know, I was the kid who took things apart, wanted to see how they worked, tried to put them back together, sometimes successfully, sometimes not successfully. Uh, but I've always, I think it's just, it's sort of how my mind works, um, numbers and technology. And when I transitioned from investment banking into consulting uh, at PwC, that's where it really kind of, it was supercharged. Um at that time, uh, you know, people were still doing big ERP implementations and uh, IT and the whole space was really starting to accelerate uh, in a major way. Uh, and that's where I learned enterprise technology and, and really got the foundation of this is what it does for the business. Here's how you need to think about designing it. Here's how you need to think about building it. Here's how you need to think about managing it. And I loved it. I mean, it was like, it was great. I loved it. I loved the, at that time, uh, you know, the satisfaction of building something and seeing it work and seeing it run. Uh, you know, as I moved on later in my career and and got into the startup world and uh, started in consulting in that area, doing implementations, uh, I think eventually figured out that uh, I was not as good a programmer as I thought I was. You know, when you're, when you're working with folks from Stanford and MIT, like real, you know, super brain uh, programmers and developers, you realize very quickly that uh, either you are cut from that cloth or you're not. But I can understand it, right? I could read the code. I know what's going on. I can understand the technology, how it works together, how it should work together. Uh, and 
So, I mean, that that just it stayed with me and has stayed with me throughout my career. Uh, even on the business side, I was always thinking, okay, how do I get people, process, and technology working as efficiently as possible, uh, you know, with technology being a big part of that. Well, Ravi, thank you so much for those reflections and for a, a great conversation, more generally speaking, uh, emblematic of the remarkable things you and your team are doing at Box. And also just this fascinating purview you have as, as a part traditional chief information officer, though at a fast growing tech company, but also as an external advocate for the organization as well. Appreciate you sharing some insights uh, from, from the various hats you wear within uh, your role also. It's been a great conversation. Thank you, Peter, and, and thank you again for having me. I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation.